Welcome to another episode of the OC Podcast. I am your host, Ricky Valera. On today's episode, we're going to continue on watching um, season one, episode 13, the best Chrismica ever. As always, I am joined by my partner here, Kenzie. How are you today? I am good. What a long, happy weekend. It's in, it, was, it was intense. It was insane. It was crazy. Um, I, I, for, the, for the life of me, I never thought it was going to end, right? It was just, I'm I like, could not sleep the last, since Tuesday. Like ever, I was scared it was going to be called when I was asleep because I'm on the West Coast. And, uh, you know, I was lucky enough to be awake on the West Coast when I was called. And um, it felt good to sleep this morning and, like, not be like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Right. But, you know, and then I topped off my perfect weekend with the first Christmas episode. Just, like, if Chef's Kiss was a weekend, (laughs) it was this weekend. Right. Except I forgot that a certain character was introduced this episode. And I was like slight tick in the box against this episode i don't know if you felt that way but um yeah it was i didn't realize this was his first entry into the series and i was like no sir i will say the only reason i knew it was is because we had our friend comment in our comment from last week's episode and his his fun fact that he wanted me to share actually involved him and i was like oh (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it was crazy because like every every like i woke up so many different times over the course of the couple days and i was like it was like two in the morning and i woke up and i'd roll over and be like all right check my phone all right refresh it is refreshed and then i like try to refresh it like four or five more times and like i'm in the middle of kroger and like i get like seven text messages about it and like i look and i'm like so then i pull up um i think it was pull up cnn on my phone and i'm just like in the middle of like a Kroger's at the grocery store and just like tears just flowing down my face. Of you have my husband beat a little. So my husband is in my kitchen. He's like, they're not going to call it. I'm going to go to the store. <laughs> Two minutes later, it was called. <laughs> a homeboy pulled right back around. <laughs> I like, texted I him. I was like, I'm not kidding. They called it. And he was like, no way. And I sent him this, like a picture because I was watching a different network in the background of making coffee, which I forgot about, sat on my counter. But <laughs> my husband like picked the worst time in the United States history to leave our home. So Yeah, because that's why I was, was, I was it was the middle of the day and I'm just like, you know what? Well you're yeah. lucky. It was like really early here. Like I woke up at eight or like seven and I went and got coffee or I went to go get stuff to make coffee because I was out and I was pissed about that because there's nothing worse than waking up, not having coffee, not having the tools to make the coffee. That when Guts and Beans came back, was making it, my mom is traveling, or like driving somewhere. And she was like, oh, I'm listening to CNN. And they called it. And I was like, no, they didn't. No, they didn't. And then I turned it on. And Wolf Blitzer is all in his sweat glory talking about <laughs> president-elect. And I was like, oh, my goodness. It crazy was, weekend it was it was pretty intense and it was pretty crazy and like I, I like i told you off the air i just i just watched this episode a little bit ago and i was like i remember how how fun this episode was um i knew what we were coming into this week obviously knowing what the episode was you know the best christmas ever and i was like this is a very fun and spunky it was just like the icing on the cake like you said it was it, it's a very very good episode there is some 
you know, pitfalls throughout it, but it, it really does have a nice little. It's a great um, representation of what holidays are for people. Yeah. Versus like, just like a friend's holiday episode, which like I love, but don't get me wrong. Like I love a cheesy, everything goes right holiday episode, but like the OC has to be dramatic. It's the OC. Exactly. And of course there's no party like an OC party, right? You know what I mean? We have our, we actually had, we have another gala, you know, type event inside. I feel like we're what, this is episode 13 and we've had like six of these already. And they're, you know, they're all more extravagant than the others are. Oh, to be a rich person in Orange County. <laughs> exactly. All right, before we dive in, I'm going to hit you with the weekly synopsis of our episode. Um, this actually has an 8.7 rating on, uh, on IMDb, which I do believe is the highest of any episode. What about the pilot? pilot so far, okay. except for the pilot. It's only, it's rated higher than every episode so far, except for the pilot. So... All right. That's the um, Hanukkah spirit, I will say. Not the Christmas or Christmas spirit. It's the Hanukkah spirit. We're underrepresented in media portrayals of holidays. Absolutely. Don't give me 100%. Don't give me Ross from Friends. He's not even Jewish. Like don't go there. I need someone like Sandy Cohen in my life to portray Hanukkah. Absolutely. We need it. We need to bring it back. Just bring it back. All right, so our synopsis is actually that's 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 fairly that's fairly good or just fairly good this week. So here it is. Um, Ryan is introduced to a Cohen family tradition as unpleasant memories of the holidays back home resurface. Period. Marissa sinks deeper into depression. Hmm. I mean, it's all right. It's it's not great. It's not no, bad. I feel like they tried to give like. I really didn't like could have stopped it at the the holidays back home resurface, right? We didn't really need yeah. to add the Marissa sinks deeper in depression, right? Because right now we're, you know, she's kind of in a little bit of a high, right? You know, her and Ryan, yeah, the family's home, you know what I mean? Her mom's dating a random rich dude. But you know, outside that's all right. So episode kicks off with very super spunky Seth, as I would like to point out, as he is very excited. Um just like he was very, very excited on Thanksgiving, but I think he has a little bit more spunk to him because um, he is it's his holiday. It, <laughs> he's made it's it up. his holiday. It's not Thanksgiving. It's not Christmas. It's not Hanukkah. It's Seth Cohen's idea. He takes it. He runs with it. It's sweeping the nation. <laughs> it's funny to me because I just love how he just talks and talks and talks. And, and I love Ryan's expressions towards him and it's like dude like can't you read the room and understand that ryan has had awful christmases awful christmas it was really uncomfortable <laughs> and he just keeps on saying it's gonna be the greatest christmas ever i promise you everything's going to be great and that's when we know that's that's a bunch of lies but obviously sandy comes in with a tree um i would like to love i love the fact that there's never a moment where we see seth doing any physical labor in life. Well, that's why I had a question because I wasn't raised Jewish. I like converted. And so one of my favorite things growing up was going to get our Christmas tree. And, but my parents made my whole family go like, so Seth mm -hmm. loves Christmas, but he doesn't go to get the tree. I'm very yep. confused about that. Same here. Because I was very specific about our trees. Were you? What kind of tree did you like? 
Well, we only get, my parents only get like Michigan, not anymore because my dad's allergies have taken a turn for the worst, but we used to only get Michigan fur. And then I like the ones that are like, like a perfect swooping, like triangle. If it's like not like, yeah, if it's not symmetrical and like, if there's like bald patches, absolutely not passing, not coming home. And I'm sure Kirsten's the same way because He's like, my mom had all the trimmings. Everything was perfect. I know Kirsten was the same way. Maybe that's why Kirsten was the one in charge of picking the tree. Yeah, it was interesting because when I grew up, I did the same thing, right? We all went out together to get the Christmas tree. It used to be a whole thing. You get hot chocolate. You get like, you know. Yeah, it's a Christmas tradition like any other. Um. I did. I just again. I love the fact that Seth was just sitting there chilling as Ryan and Sandy. He's just like he's like you, you do know. this, you do this, you do this. Looking good, looking good, looking good. I'm like, how much coffee has this guy had? I, I don't think he's had any. That's a, that's a problem. He's like Hanukkah. It's sweeping the nation, or at least the living room. Exactly. It. it I do love it. It was just. A, it's a. It's a very funny, sweet moment to begin the show because Seth is just so excited, and Ryan's just like, please shut up, please. Um. We transition, obviously, from there. Seth is wrapping presents. <laughs> in Ryan's room. Right. And Ryan goes, is so funny when he comes in. He's he like, was. I was gone two minutes, and you turned into Santa's workshop. <laughs> but I, I bet you anything, that was the room they used to wrap presents pre-Ryan. Oh, absolutely. 100%. Because that room in my house, was my, my dad has, like, two offices because, you know, he's just taken over every room upstairs. And, like, the office that was just kind of, like, office supplies and, like, a fax machine, that was the room we wrapped presents in. Yeah, exactly. And by we, I mean me. My parents (laughs) would be like, here you go. Can you do this for me? They give me a list of what gifts were for who. Oh, that's awesome. Did you have, like, any special, uh, like, Christmas wrapping paper or was it just standard? Oh, oh, oh. When I was 13 and I realized, spoiler alert, that Santa wasn't real. I took over with our method for wrapping. Oh, Everyone got a different it. color. Oh yeah. Wrapping paper. So you would know like my dad was red, my mom was silver, I was pink, my sister was purple, and my brother was blue. Oh, that's fantastic. That was like everyone had that. But we did have like this one special wrapping paper and I was really sad when it left. Um it was my favorite Christmas movie. It is called Nick and Noel. It is about a dog and a cat that are neighbors and their owners get a divorce and they run away together and then they come back and their actual owners have married each other when they return. But it was like the first animated movie I remember talking about divorce. But I had wrapping paper that had them on it. Oh, that's fantastic. But I love that Seth is wrapping his Christmas presents and they're like, he has red and blue paper, right? And everyone pretends blue means Hanukkah, even though it has nothing to do with Hanukkah. Um, but it's not Hanukkah paper. It's just winter. It just like has like polar bears on it. Like, come on, Seth, you love Christmas so much. Go find Hanukkah paper. And as he's wrapping his presents, he's literally got Anna and Summer the same gift. (laughs) Well, so as someone who I'm a, I love gift giving. It's like my favorite thing, but I can tell Seth does too. He's just like, I want this gift for myself. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's a Seth Cohen starter pack. (laughs) And he like explains what's in it. And it's like just music, Death Cab, and like a copy of the Goonies. And he's like, who doesn't love this? And I'm like, everyone doesn't want this except you. Like you're the only person that wants this. But then Ryan calls him out for getting Anna and, Su- Anna and Summer the same gift. And he's like, it's fine. 
And then he's like, but you didn't get me anything, right? And he's like, no, no, no. And he turns around, he's like, because he definitely got Ryan something. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, it's it's super funny. I again, I do love. I I go back all the time to when we're rewatching. I go back all the time about you wrote your article about why Ryan At- Atwood was the the funniest um, person on the OC, and it's 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 abundantly clear as it goes on. Obviously, we understand Seth has his moments where he's hilarious. Sandy has his moments, where he's, but Ryan is under the radar funny. Exactly, and that's what's funnier. It it really is because he has his moments where it's just like just like now. I mean he. And he calls Seth out on his shit, which is funny enough as is, right? You know what I mean? Not a lot of people really ever did that, and, and he does. So, obviously, <laughs> we we transition to uh, Caleb. You know, he shuts down the offer, dur- shuts down the off the latest offer on the table. Um, and I think it's hilarious that he just does it during the holidays because he knows what that's going to cause. I feel like Caleb just did it on purpose because you know Caleb seems like he's just the Grinch. Um. And then Seth having an astronomical breakdown that follows because he thinks that, you know, Chris McCullough is going to be over forever was also very hilarious. Um, it's funny, like, the torpedo effect that Caleb has. Right. He just, <laughs> and he doesn't even – he's not even on the screen. He's not even on not the screen. Not on the screen. Just by mention, it's like, stop going down on Chris <laughs> McCullough. Exactly. Um, Marissa, Jimmy – uh, I like that even Jimmy decorated. Oh, I know. Exactly. It, it was, I, I wouldn't, Jimmy by himself, I wouldn't expect to be somebody that decorates for Christmas. It actually seems like that annoying neighbor that's like, you guys aren't going to decorate? Like, going right. up to the people being like, there's nothing in your yard. Are you guys okay? <laughs> and I, no- I feel like he's a pro decorator and he's probably a little bummed to not have like an outdoor area to decorate. Really? You think he's pro decorator, huh? I like that. Yeah. I think he's one of those nerdy, like my parents already put like Christmas lights put up. I'm, I feel like he's like that. That's I feel funny. like he like stands outside admiring it. Like he's not putting the lights up, but he pays someone to do it. And he's just standing outside, like sipping his hot chocolate, like admiring it. And I feel like he drinks hot chocolate this time of year, folks, because he's festive. <laughs> That's fantastic. My favorite thing, I like, I always like, what brings me back is one of my favorite Christmas movies, Jingle All the Way. And just when the neighbor, he just is over the top with his decorations and he just flips the switch. But see, that kind of person, I feel like Jimmy would be like, absolutely no, take it down a notch. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're at a 10. I need you at a five, man. Like, that's just, it's just way over the top. Um, obviously, Marissa wants to cancel Christmas, which I thought was interesting dynamic. Obviously, I understand in some aspects of why she is this way. You know what I mean? It's kind of the first Christmas without them being together, et cetera, et cetera. But it's just funny to me that, like, Jimmy's actually been through way more shit than Marissa. Like, like this isn't happening to Marissa. It's happening right. around Marissa. And, yes, she has to deal with it. But Jimmy actually, like, lost his job, owes millions of dollars. <laughs> Could go to like, jail. Like, is getting a divorce. Could go to jail. And he's like, you want to get another Christmas tree? And she's like, <laughs> cancel Christmas. Like, what is going on? I don't understand. She's super, a little dramatic. Super duper Grinch. Like, super duper Grinch. And it's funny because it's like you later on, obviously, we'll talk about it in a minute or two, but when her and Ryan kind of get together, they, they like are joint force Grinches, right? But it's like, it's always Ryan, people like that. It's so it's, funny. Like, it, I don't, it, I don't relate because I love the holidays, but 
Like, but the funny thing about it was, it's like the reason why Ryan hates Christmas and is is exactly what Marissa will never understand, even though she goes through it like herself, but like, she doesn't see the effect it has on someone. And it bothers me because where is Seth and Marissa's friendship in this episode? Because they should have joined forces to be like, let's do something for him. Exactly. To make him have a great first Christmas. Exactly. In Orange County. And, um... Instead, she tried to do something completely different to have him make him have a great Christmas. Ridiculous. Ridiculous. We transitioned to Anna and Summer, both basically um, asking Seth what time they're going to get to the party. Um, To me... I always have to remember, like, this is pre-texting. Yeah, right. (laughs) Because, like... I mean, I remember, like, talking to boys or whatever and, like, not seeing them all day. And, like, you, you only talk to them when you see them, basically. Right, exactly. I, like, I remember that, but it's, like, so weird because I was, like, really young. Like, they're, like, in high school and they're not texting. Whereas, like, I was, like, texting all throughout high school. Like, they're not. And it's, like, so funny to me because Hilarious. I just remember that. Like, they're not, he, like, they're not going to send the text. Like, what times, what's the deal tonight? Like, like, if yeah, you make it, plans now, you, like, discuss briefly, but you text the details. But, like, they're not doing that. Like, in person is when you get the details. Yeah, exactly. It's so weird. It's 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 an interesting dynamic uh, to, to think about. Um, but as it's, happen- as it's happening, <laughs> it's just kind of super funny. And then Ryan's love- face. Ryan, again, funniest person in the room. Because <laughs> he's got Anna and Seth. Or, I mean, Anna and Summer are on each side of Seth. And then Ryan's facing him. So, like, yes. they're kind of both on his sides also. Yes. And he's just smirking at Seth because he was just scolding him. You have to choose. Yeah. He's like, it's going to get messy. You have to choose, especially this time of year. Yeah. And Seth was saying, no, especially this time of year, I don't have to choose. Yeah. Which was really funny. Because, okay, so he's got them both on his sides, right? And then they both walk away after he's like, we'll meet there. Both of you, like, we'll both, we'll all meet there. Yeah. Ryan looks at Seth, like, I told you, you have to choose. He's like, I don't have to choose. I've got Jesus and Moses on my side. <laughs> what does Moses have to do with things or Hanukkah? I will never know. When he Nothing. Said, when he said that, I about died of hysteria. It was just, it, it's like I came out of left field. I got Jesus and Moses so, like, on my side. So, like, two, three years ago, I rewatched this entire series with my husband, who had never seen it. And my husband's actually, like, like the reason I converted, like, but um, he's Israeli, so he's very, like, was raised very into celebrating Hanukkah. And he was like, what does Moses have to do with that? I was like, I don't know. As, like, as someone before I converted, like, I, I was like, yeah, Moses. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, weird. Nothing. nothing. Yeah. Nothing at all. Weird. It's, 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 it's hilarious. Um, but again, you're right, Ryan. Um, funniest person in the room again, because because you know he wat- is watching exactly what he warned him of, you know, trickle down in front of him. But he's also like so funny because he's not the person to be like, "This is what I was talking about." He just looks at him because yeah. that's oh, Ryan. Like you he know just what looks that at look him. Is. You know yeah, what the look like, is. Ryan right? doesn't need words. Like, no. um, we transition to literally the world's most outrageous Christmas tree. So, um, Julie hijacking Caleb's Christmas. Mm-hmm. I have a lot to say about this. Yes. Because she says he doesn't need any sad reminders of the past when Kirsten brings up that their mom, that her mom put the tree somewhere else. Right. He's like, she doesn't need any, he doesn't need any sad reminders of the past this time of year. Christmas is about traditions. 
<laughs> traditions with your yeah. family. And like, yeah. I think Caleb like is obviously an evil person. But at the heart of it, he does have, like, a really nice relationship with Kirsten when they're talking about his, like, his ex or his wife that's no longer with them. Like, they have this kind respect of her where, like, yeah, if they're exactly. speaking about her, it's not, like, they're at each other's throats around that discussion. And I'm, like, that's obviously something that, like, she walks into her office and is, like, oh, mom, that's where my mom put the tree. Exactly. And Julie is the Grinch and took it. The orange Grinch. Right. And that's the thing, you're right. It's about traditions and stuff like that right now. So it's like, Caleb likes those things, right? He likes the gentle reminders of his ex-wife. You know what I mean? You would think Caleb would like this over-the-top tree. And that's obviously what Julie thinks. But Caleb, deep down inside, probably wants like some ugly stockings on the wall that him and his wife got when they were like in college. Like stuff like that. I feel like he probably has secrets somewhere. Oh, absolutely. Everyone has like secret creepy stuff, but I feel like Caleb has like a secret like I'm a nice person closet or something <laughs> yeah, I don't know I think he's a softy deep down oh absolutely well I mean you always I mean the most really kind of sentimental he really ever is is really regarding his ex and you know or what well, his dis- deceased wife you know and and he does show some sentimental value towards family um, you know family you know Chris Kirsten a lot more so you know he's a hard ass on her but at the same time He's, you know, he, he, he wants to keep her close. So like, yes, exactly. And he's like more jealous because she has like this nice family with Sandy and he doesn't like Sandy. So he doesn't like fit into it. But just to say, Sandy is such a trooper. Like they're always with Caleb. I mean, not like always with him, but like he's around for all the holidays. Like, yep. so fun. like, you know what I mean? Like he's like a consistent presence in their life. And, and I can't imagine how ass. hard it is he's to put up with ass. it. Exactly. He's because like they push ass. each other's buttons so well. Like I know it's written to be like that, but it's just like I love watching it. I'm sure it's excruciating to go through. I'm sorry to anyone who doesn't like their in-laws. Like that sounds Awful. pretty painful. <laughs> yeah, because there's a moment later on that happens and it's just hilarious where he calls them two different names in a matter of like 10 seconds. And it's just like, it's so funny. But um, Kirsten is a little feisty this episode with Caleb she bursts into Caleb's office and she's like you know what I'm taking a vacation and he's like what and it's made very clear to us that Kirsten has never taken a vacation like (laughs) ever let alone like two like a two-week vacation and he looks a little caught off guard by this exactly it was it was hilarious because he was just like he didn't know what was going on how it was going on and he just she was just frustrated because Julie's taking over Christmas and that was just kind of her mom she's taken over christmas and then caleb has taken over her husband's holiday which like they haven't really addressed but you can tell sandy like really like loves hanukkah and like the holiday and like yeah you can tell both of them really love that seth combined their holidays so they can celebrate both exactly and like it's just like so funny because it's kind of like this like understated thing and kirsten's like no you're not doing this to sandy like (laughs) this is the line like exactly Like, it's just really funny because, and then I love that her instant response is like, you know what will piss him off? I'm going to be gone for two weeks. Exactly. You can't get like, anything <laughs> done without me. Like. Exactly. Like, it was, it was. She it's knew not, it would make him settle. Exactly. Like, she was, knew. Because it wasn't like, uh, you know, I'm going to do this or that to, to make him mad. It was, you know what? I'm going to take off work. Like, that's, 
That's she didn't like do anything. Like she was like, it's the absence of what I'm doing that will bother you. Such exactly. a killer, killer mom move, a killer, killer wife move, a killer, killer daughter move. Just yeah. like, like it was great. All at one, all at all one, one swoop. Like three fantastic. words. I'm taking a vacation. Like boom, it was killer. And his reaction was priceless too, because he's like, "Wait, what?" You he didn't vacation? believe her, and then she was like walking out, and he was like, "Wait, no, you're serious? Like, <laughs> no, 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 no." Wait a minute. Does that mean I've got to do work for the next couple of weeks? Is that what that means? It's really funny because this is like after that whole thing where he was like, if you're going to quit, give me your notice. And like <laughs> pretending he did anything. And then Kirsten's like, I'm going to take a vacation. She's like, you cannot. We're busy. <laughs> exactly. Like, hilarious. I can't imagine they'd be that busy this time of the year outside of the, you know, kind of the big case that's going on right now. But um, yeah, because like it's like real estate development. Like, I mean, nobody does anything those two weeks in any industry really like everything kind of like simmers down exactly. it's like busy leading up to that time of year right. but like those are like the two weeks we kind of all like giving each other like a okay guys time out relaxation <laughs> right you're, you're not getting as many phone calls you're not getting as many emails like it's a it's a no unless thing. you work retail and ask well, someone who worked retail bless you all yeah, oh. i can't imagine what this year is going to be like for everyone I've, I've worked but, at Black Friday once. That, oh, well, was my favorite was I became a store manager and it was the year my, the mall I worked at was like, you know what? We're going to just be open on Thanksgiving. That's and awesome. I was like, okay, I worked 18 hours straight on Thanksgiving. My favorite is customers that come up to you. I can't believe they're making you be here. <laughs> I, as, I wouldn't be here if you weren't you, here. <laughs> so to anyone hair. who does not work retail, do not go yeah stay home order online the deals are even better online it's it was funny to me because I, I did i worked at walmart and it was a oh walmart as a, a, a madhouse on on black friday and it was like the first year they had kind of opened at like i think it was like 10 a.m or 10 p.m at night on thanksgiving or whatever so we had to be there at like eight and i worked like i did like i did like a 12 or 14 hour shift or whatever it was like i worked 8 p.m at night and we couldn't take off. We weren't allowed to. You had to be there. It was a, you call out sick. Yeah, you, you too. Any, like, any retail jobs, it's like those are the blackout dates, all the dates yeah. you would like to take off. You're yeah, not allowed exactly. To. And they're like, eh, yeah, if you take that day off, you're probably not going to have a job. Like that's, that's basically, you know, the yeah. rules. But, Do you uh, think it, Sandy does Black Friday shopping? I bet he does it like ironically. Like, so my dad was the king of going Black Friday shopping. I'm doing air quotes. Um, and he would buy like socks and stuff. Like he would just go to be like in the midst of it all. But like oh, yeah. he just was like, I'm gonna do regular shopping. Like that's fantastic. Such a weird guy. I'm such a, Black a weird guy. guy. I'm a big. Guy. I feel like Sandy is, and maybe oh, stuff like accompanies him. But everyone else is like, no. Oh, Kirsten's definitely not. Okay, so probably in this time frame, it was back whenever you got up at like four in the morning and stores open yeah. at six a.m. You know what? And- you know what would be really cool. You know what I would watch. I watched Jimmy and Sandy do Black Friday together. My God. Like at Best Buy or something. Oh my God, yes. That'd be hilarious. Can you imagine? Because like Jimmy's on a tighter budget now. So Sandy's (laughs) probably like, I got all the deals. We're going to hit up Dick's Sporting Goods. We're going to hit up Best Buy. We're going to hit up Walmart. Oh my God. (laughs) 
Yeah, oh my god, Sandy sure. would be a blast on Black Friday. Like he would. Yeah, just, he'd be so funny. Yeah, he would be. Oh my god, yeah. Because he wouldn't be taking it like super seriously. Like no. he'd just be there for like fun. Like. Yeah, yeah. and I can see like. In my head, like if Kirsten did go black, she would go to the kind of higher end places. Like in my head, it's like Sandy goes back to his grown days, you know, his his yeah. younger days. They go to they go to Walmart and Dick's, like you said, and Target and Best Buy, and you know. I feel like Kirsten does what me and my mom used to do, where it's like we would go to like this like shopping center that had, like a Sephora and like a Macy's and all this stuff, and they give you like a gift card if you spend so much money. Like nothing's actually on sale. They right. just want you to spend money and they'll give you like a gift card. Yeah. Oh my God. That's what we used to do. And my oh, dad would be like, that's not Black Friday. And we're like, I know. Like there's <laughs> no people trampling people. <laughs> exactly. Like. <laughs> oh, I've seen some crazy stuff in my day um, going Black Friday shopping. But, and speaking of shopping, that's a perfect segue, right? You know what I mean? We got that was Grinch, on purpose. Grinch. Yeah, exactly. Grinch one and two. South Coast Plaza. I love right. South Coast Plaza. I hope it's like I hope everyone's happy to be back working there. It's open again. I mean, it's like different, obviously, but it's, beautiful, beautiful mall. I can't believe they only show a Macy's. That's not what that mall looks like. Come on, guys. It's crazy to me that like they make it out to be like this world's worst place, and all it really is is just a shopping mall. And it's like, well, South Coast Plaza is a little different. That's why I'm a little upset they don't show you it. It's like beautiful. Like it's all outdoors with like tree it's so nice it's like when marissa's describing why she likes it so much i'm like south coast plaza is a really nice place like even if you're against the holidays south coast plaza at the holidays it's beautiful i too am like marissa i love like holiday shopping i feel like oh yeah even if people like like ryan don't want to be there like it's so fun everyone's joyous like even yeah. if you're like Marissa, where you don't pay for anything you purchase, <laughs> like. I thought it was funny. I don't, again, the, the nice little, it was a very beautiful, sweet little montage that we got. They were very cute. Yeah, it was a very cute moment. She put some lipstick on, kissed them on the cheek. They just, they looked at a bunch of things that they can't afford. And, you know, they were going from store to store. That's what I don't get why you would go to South Coast Plaza if you're on a budget. Because, like, no. Yeah, I mean... It, That's it, it, a rich of the rich mall. Yeah, and we see, obviously... Uh, my first question is this. Obviously, this man walks up to them in the parking garage. He can't do that. No. No. As anyone who has worked in a mall will know, you cannot just accuse someone of shoplifting. There's a whole process to yeah. it. It You have to see it to do it. I mean, maybe he did see it. I don't know, but they would have they would have like done something about it in the mall. Yeah, they would that's not my have biggest let problem. Her go to her car, because like, at that point they can't do anything. No, they would have to. That's not how cops. shoplifting works. <laughs> I mean, unless the watch was like super expensive. But my biggest question here is, how did she take the watch? The earrings, I understand. The lipstick, I don't completely understand, but sure. Because the lipstick, you have to ask them for it. Like, it's not out. Like, it's not. But the earrings are probably on a thing she can pull. And just right, exactly. Take. Yep. But, like, she was in a department store where you have to ask for things. They're not out. They even showed Ryan being shown the watch. Yeah, exactly. It was, on this, like, it was on this thing. There was yeah. a couple of different things. There was the watch. He kind of picked it up and looked at it, put it back down. and It I doesn't kinda, make any sense. None. Like, the only thing that I 100% understand how she stole is the earrings because they were obviously on like a little display thing and she took it off and put it in her purse. Yeah. How did Ryan not notice? I don't know. 
They were. I don't know like because Marissa. I mean, when Marissa was talking to Teresa in the previous episode, she talked about how they got always got were up to no good, like shoplifting and shit. So I'm like, he knows what a shoplifter's doing. Like right. it makes no sense. It's very bizarre. But Marissa gets caught shoplifting the lipstick, watch, and earrings. Um, Still don't understand the watch. I'll never understand. The they watch. also can't go through your purse. No. Even when you work at the mall, they can't go through your purse. No. They definitely can't go through the purse of like in, like a customer. No, like you, and then you don't have to hand the purse over, right? You know what I mean? It's like the. It's I like hate the, the part where he locks her car. Right. It makes me so uncomfortable. Like yeah. it's just like especially because like I know Marissa's not alone, but like you don't. I mean, people go out of security guards always go out of their way to not make people feel uncomfortable. Right. I'm like, if someone took my car keys and then locked my car, I would, I would feel be... very uncomfortable. Exactly. And every security guard that I've ever talked to at a mall, because I worked at a mall for years, they were like some of my my homies. Because like I was like, <laughs> I worked in Glendale. If anybody from California is listening, it was not a fun mall. It was wild. So many shoplifters. So many. But like. They're like really they go out of their way like to make you comfortable because like they're always so much bigger than anyone around them. Exactly. And they just have like this scary presence. But they're like they go out of their they have like I don't know, like they're so comforting, even though like they're kind of like scary because you're supposed to be intimidating. Yeah. They wouldn't not- do that. It's very weird. The whole thing, I was just like, whoever wrote this has never worked in a mall. <laughs> no. And the thing was crazy to me was like, if I'm in Ryan's shoes, like, bro, we're going to have a No, problem. he'd be like, no, absolutely yeah. not. I mean, he like, kind of was, but then he saw that she stole. But like, I'm pretty sure Ryan would have known. Like, you can't just go through her bag. Like, yeah. I mean, he's been in that predicament before, obviously, like you said, when you talked about it in the last episode. But my thing is like, if some strange dude walks up to my girl and just it's like, hey, you know, let me see your purse. And it's like, whoa, dude, let's calm down a little bit. I need you to empty your purse. And it's like, no, dude, we're going to get in our car. You want something? You're going to have to call the cops. Like that's, yeah. I, I just, you know. And then she know. could have easily disposed of what she stole. Exactly. Also, like, how does the watch not have a security thing on it? Ex- Inside of the departments are like that. If you have the lot, if you have a watch, it looked, the watch looked nice. Not only that, he emptied the purse on top of the hood of the car which i wasn't a big and nothing fan. slid down did you notice no, that yeah it all just laid flat like <laughs> and that's an, if it's an expensive watch like we're supposed he's to not gonna like, shove it like no <laughs> he just turned it upside down because they could have cracked yes i don't know it was weird and it would have but... scratched the car too right you know what i mean like there's so many oh dying. my gosh can you imagine if julie was with her julie would have been like i'm suing you for point a b c d e f g you Get away from my me. Purse. You're Give me an extra watch for the difficulty <laughs> of dealing with this. Oh my God. And then She's Julie so would have closed the door and been like, Marissa, <laughs> which we cut to next is Julie screaming at Marissa. Yes. Um, the worst line of this whole interaction is, will you learn that from your father? <laughs> like, I get it. I get it. Jimmy stole, but like move on. <laughs> like, and then I love that Jimmy's like, well, Marissa and I were discussing her punishment because the store is not pressing charges. Right. She's like, how very adult of you, Jimmy. And I'm like, but that's why she respects Jimmy. Exactly. Like, like Marissa like, knows she did you, something wrong. And I bet you anything, Marissa would have been like, you know what my punishment should be? Like, no car. Like, she probably would have said the same things that Julie was saying. Right. In not a dramatic ass way. But like, Julie's like, 
I'm going to ruin your life starting tomorrow because I have a precious party tonight that you must attend. No car, no allowance, no weekends. And Marissa hits her with it. So that doesn't mean I don't have to go tonight. And she's like, starting tomorrow. Starting tomorrow. And it's like, what? Ridiculous. Um, yeah. Because then she said literally the worst line ever to her daughter. To her daughter. I don't want my party ruined by your sticky fingers. Like, what? What? That's one I of just, those like, comments I, you say to Jimmy when Marissa's not in the room or something. Not, <laughs> like, I just, who talks with their child like that to their child's face? I don't get it. I don't get it. And I like Jimmy's sweater in this whole scene. Like, makes no sense. He's wearing, like, a mock neck sweater. It, it, I like, don't understand anything that was happening in this scene. It was, like, scene, really, like, this, the, the, from top to every bottom. Every time you're like, Julie's not that bad. Julie is that bad. She reels you right back in with her terrible stuff she's literally the worst literally the worst um she could and <laughs> i do i will say this i um she you know they bring up her going to therapy or whatever she's like i love you but i don't believe you i mean which i can say that's one particular moment i was understanding of that statement you know well, like I mean? so like she's like we're sending you to therapy starting tomorrow and she's yeah. like, no. And Jimmy's like, that was part of the deal. Like previously, not even with what happened now. Like you were always supposed to go to therapy. Right. And it's like, she should. Like, I think like we, I'm forgetting that like ther- therapy was more stigmatized back then. It wasn't as like welcome and encouraged now. Right. Like as it is now. And, um, but she like, come on, just go. Like, shut up. Exactly. Not a bad, not a bad deal, bro. Yeah, and that's the thing. Like, and it, she doesn't have exactly a great track record to be like, no, not this time. It's not a first. Every week, something happens with this girl, and I'm like, dude. Yeah. Stop I mean, giving just, them rope. Like, it's crazy. I understand Every- we're in that Christmas time frame here now, but like, literally, just a few weeks ago, you lied on Thanksgiving to go ride with Ryan to Chino. Like, and like, that- almost got Ryan in trouble. Not even just like her. Like. Yes. Put Ryan in like an uncomfortable position. Exactly. And that's, yeah. Yeah. Marissa, you don't have a great track record. All right, folks. We had a little bit of technical difficulties in the middle of Kenzie's sentence. She, uh, my complete power went out. So that was very traumatic and we couldn't figure out what's going on. And then it took us a minute to get Zoom working again. But um, picking up where we left off, Kenzie, you were talking about how we had bypassed one of your favorite moments of the episode. Yeah, um, Kirsten and Seth, so cute. Um, Kirsten is relaxing on her vacation, doing some work paperwork. Um, make it make sense. Uh, and she's like, every day you're more and more like your father. That's what you get from him. And he's like, they're coming in and touches his eyebrows. It's hilarious. So funny. It, it's... It, <laughs> I love, I want to know how much like those were talked about like in between takes or like joked about in between takes. You know what I mean? I watched a movie with him the other day and I just saw them and I'm just like, they're just there, right? They're their own character. They're their own everything. They're their own entity. It's just everything about him is perfect. Um, but let's see here. Boom, boom. Then Kristen finds something and instead yes. of telling Seth, She's like, go get ready. And Seth is like, I'll go put on my face. <laughs> yeah. So funny. And the funny thing about it was, is it was just like, 
he pry, he tried to pry for what, like, you know, a few minutes, you know, trying to figure out what it was. But she also knows that Seth has the biggest mouth of anybody in the history of the world. Yeah, so you so. can't tell Seth anything. Like Sandy would have known before she even got an opportunity to tell Sandy. And exactly. It would, <laughs> would have been a disaster on itself. Um, have a very, very sweet moment where Seth gives Ryan a stocking. Um, you know, Ryan is very kind of standoffish ish because you know he's like i didn't want any gifts you know what i mean is kind of what he said but um i mean obviously we're here at this part where it's like he didn't spend an arm and a leg for it you know what i mean it was just yeah it's part of the family and it was just it was a very very sweet moment and then um i love the little stupid confident things that Seth kind of thinks that he has going for him because, like, he kind of ends. Like, my hair is really working for me tonight. (laughs) Like, your hair looks the same as it always does, bro. Like, and I mean, so funny. Times has he used that line already? Like, you know what I mean? I think like the third or fourth time we've heard him say to Ryan, I because I remember whenever the before the old taco scene, um, he said the same thing. He said, "How's my hair look? My hair looks great, right?" And it's just like I love the fact that he just utilizes that random quirky line because he doesn't know how to use those lines right that's just not who he yeah. is as a it's so funny as a as a as a man or a, a you know soon to be man or whatever a teenager i guess you could say um and then we transition to sandy telling kirsten that the big news right it's over right yeah he finally settled right. for 250 million dollars 50 million and more, Kirsten, more, more. I thought he said, I thought he said 250 million more. No, 250. Oh, okay. Total. okay. All right. That, <laughs> you made it sound like it was nothing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and Kirsten looks so devastated and oh. not happy. And she brings up that she could get fired for what she's about to do. And give Sandy a piece of paper, which might seem insignificant to us, but I guess it is a report that Caleb had done on the value and health of the land he purchased. And apparently it is not very good. I like that they never really tell us what it is. Like they just like let it, let us understand that it's not good for Caleb. yeah exactly that's all yeah. we really know yeah we don't find out till later on what it really is we just kind of have this lingering thing in our heads it's like oh, okay so this is just not good so we we went from having a very merry christmas chrismica too because the the settlement over no more long work hours etc cetera, etc cetera. the family's going to be together at christmas is saved you know what i'm saying but that's not I thought short-lived <laughs> exactly shocker on this show um, I will say I am, I was very pleased with Kirsten this moment, right? You know what I mean? We've had very many of moments we've talked about on this very show. Um, some of which that have led to some interesting battles between you and I about how Kirsten has a problem with holding certain things at certain times. And she does an amazing thing here by telling, um, just telling Sandy, you know what I mean? She's knows she's risking everything at this particular well i mean by everything i mean you know it it is her dad but you know her dad is pretty ruthless and she knows how evil and conniving he can be so this is a big moment for kirsten and just handing over the piece of paper even though knowing that it was going to cause a riot um then we transition we hear the doorbell ring which i mean this is the most used doorbell in the history of 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 any house um 
but obviously Seth told the girls that it was going to be very much a, we're going to show up and we'll be at the party together type thing. And that just so happened to be not. Anna. <laughs> Ding dong. And then it was mistletoe kisses Seth. Um, very funny moment um, because. Ding dong. <laughs> who's there? Mistletoe kisses Seth. What are you doing here? Oh, man. Um, it's funny how two people who are polar opposite have kind of the same ideas, right? You know what I mean? They're, they're very much in that same way. Because at the being... end of the day, they're girls and they have a crush on Seth. Right. So they they figure one's going to get the upper hand by showing up to the house and showing up to the to the festivities with him. So they're one step ahead by showing up early, giving him a little peck on the cheek or kissing him or whatever, and they're going to be, you know, that's their in. That's their, you know, I'm, I'm, in, I'm on the inside now. But um, since they both have the same idea, they're both getting a shared ride with Kirsten and Sandy. If they only knew, shared present, uh, same present. They're both getting the same present. Uh, both getting a ride together now. And now we're also having a very awkward couch sitting together. Um, so awkward. I hate it. I don't even want to <laughs> talk about it. It's so uncomfortable. It's so bad. It's so, so bad. It's funny because it just is a strange moment between the two of them. And the, the you know, the music that's playing in the background is hilarious. And then um, Anna says, I got a gift for you. And then, you know, of course, Summer fl- slides in. I like, also have I, a gift for you. Um, I do. And then I love, you know, Kirsten and Sandy walk in, getting ready to go. It's like, hey, it's time to roll. And they see the hey, two. Hey, Summer. <laughs> hey, Anna. <laughs> Um, super funny. And then Sandy goes, this is going to be some party. And we all know that Sandy loves a good OC party, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. And he already knows. He claims in the back he his- doesn't, but no. he, he does. <laughs> and not only that, like he already knows that he's going after Caleb, right? You know what I mean? Yeah. He's got, so he already knows that's part of what's going to be behind it. And of course we have this as well. Um, and then Ryan met, then we transitioned to Ryan and Marissa. Ryan kind of mentions the idea of her going to therapy as her parents suggested. She kind of flips off on them. Uh, it's kind of crazy, um, you know, per se. And it, I don't know. You know what I mean? It's a very, a very awkward moment. You know what I mean? Very weird. I, I really don't know how I feel about it either way because Ryan's just trying to be a supportive boyfriend He's seen people go down this road, which he talks about a little bit later. And Marissa is just like very defensive, very, I don't need to go to therapy. And it's like, uh, but you kind of really do need to go to therapy. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it's not really like Ryan's place to talk no. to her about therapy at all. It's between her and her parents. Like, that's it. It's not Ryan's place at all. And then um, it, we transition to the party, right? Oh, well, actually, she sneaks the bottle out of the the bottom of the cabinet, um, which just so happened to be down there. She slides in into her purse, which is definitely uh, interesting. And then, of course, we have a uh, – we enter the party. No, There's no party like an OC party here. Caleb, Sandy, we have a great moment. Did Sandman give you the good news? Um, that, that, that's – and then the matter – Sets of t- off for the most awkward interaction ever. Yes. And then Sandy says, you know, I need to follow up with you. And then he goes, Sanford, it's a party. Like back in your Berkeley days, smoke the tree. 
pretty funny. Making I, a Berkeley joke. I just love how he called him Sandman and Sanford all in the matter of like a two minutes on the show. It, it like didn't never failed. Um, Sandy's on the prowl obviously as well. Um, he's, I'll be back. You know what I mean? He's going to go what he, in his mind is Barry Caleb. Um, this, uh, this moment between Julian and Kristen is very awkward, right? It's so awkward. Cause Julie's like, does he like it? But like Kirsten's just like, dude, like leave me out of it. Yeah. It's it's very weird. It's just like, uh, you know, she's like, I want this to be the party she'll, he'll never forget. And Kirsten kind of is like, yeah, this is definitely. He'll never forget this. <laughs> definitely never forget this one. Um, then we transition into Marissa and a Julie moment. And that was quite the battle um, in the midst of a party. I feel like I love how these parties, like they are kind of loud, right? You know what I mean? Like they're pretty loud talking to each other. But yet, nobody really kind of acknowledges what's going on between the two. They're like off to the side, though. They're not like in the middle of the party. Like they're not in the middle of the action. Like they look pretty far to the side to have yeah. this conversation. I guess it's a little bit different because later on, obviously, we have another moment where Ryan. They're in the middle of it. They're in the middle of it, and it kind of does get a little bit of a reaction. I do love that for the first time in 13 episodes, we have a moment where Julie and Ryan uh, have a moment together, right? You know what I mean? She goes, I hate the holidays. And he just says, I'm right there with you. Um, and then the big moment happens. Sandy so says to Caleb, you got time to talk. And I just love how he responds. He says, nope. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Um, Sandy hands him the paper. Um, Caleb is... I would say if if there was a fuming from the ears, this is this is one of those moments because he knows. Caleb keeps it composed though, so oh, no man, one so knows, good. but Sandy knows. Yeah, and then he gives Caleb a dollar. He said he's gonna buy it back from him for a dollar, and Caleb's like, "You can't be serious." It's pretty funny. I like their chemistry, their dynamic. And he literally puts the dollar in his hands. Um, I'll tell you what. Anna's present was phenomenal. Great present. And the thing about it was, if you look down at the grand scheme of things, um, obviously what trickles down a little bit later, but that would have been the icing on the cake for me, right? If you're in Seth Cohen's shoes, let's just say, that would have been like a very much an icing on the cake for a phenomenal, phenomenal Christmas gift. It's a comic book that she made for him, starring him. And it's like, you don't get much better than that, right? That's just... Very personal. Yes. Um, very good moment there. And then... <laughs> did you see... Did you feel a little bit weird with Kirsten and Jimmy just dancing in the middle of Why the is Jimmy at this party? Who invited I don't him? understand why he's there, but I don't feel weird about them. I feel like they've made their... Like, they're past everything. I do, they do have a good moment when they're talking about their kids. You know what I mean? Like, hey, you know, it's like um, he asks her about Seth, which, you know, I love the three instances she brings up. We're all in a matter of like the last three months of his life and not like Marissa could potentially be her entire life of different chains of events. But I just found it kind of hilarious to me that, um, that they just had this bonding moment over how their kids are just absolutely absurd, right? 
But they were saying, like, their kids aren't doing anything they weren't up to. It's just they have more money at this time. It, exactly. Um, and then, of course, can we... T- okay, so the, the scene where Marissa goes to the bathroom. She pours- Well, it cuts from them saying their kids aren't terrible kids <laughs> to Marissa drinking alone in the bathroom. But by the way, she's drinking vodka. Why is she mixing it with Coke? That's disgusting. That's gross. And she didn't really pour a whole lot in there. It's just weird. It's gross. Yeah. I don't, I've never seen that mixture. I mean, obviously, I guess that's just what she had in her hand, but still, it's very, very gross. Um, next, Summer Seth. It's her birthday present time. Um, Christmas cut present. Yes. Or, yeah. Why did I say birthday? <laughs> birthday present, whatever. I had, I literally wrote down birthday too. I don't, I don't know why I did that. Um, obviously, in the background, we have Santa Baby playing. Um, and then she kind of says, you know, I heard you like comic books. And then she reveals that she has a Wonder Woman costume on underneath her outfit. Such a cute gift. Where did the lasso come from? It was already hooked on her costume. Oh, what? no. On, it was hooked like, on the costume. How could you not see that? Like what was like? Because under- her skirt was poofy. Okay. All right. See, that's I wasn't. I, I needed that to make sense to me. Now it makes sense to me. But obviously, um, Seth is floored at this particular moment. Um, he doesn't know how to react because, A, he got a comic book from a girl, and now one of his other girls is dressed up as a comic book figure, and he is very, very excited. And then, Until Summer finds Anna's gift. Yes. And I, I really enjoyed that moment, right? You know what I mean? Like Summer realized that she was just kind of, you know, oh my God, that's a thoughtful gift. And then next moment, next thing you know, Anna walks in the door. And they have an interesting moment here, right? It's fine. It's like he does need to choose because this, re- this is the reason he needs to choose. So they're like, make a choice. This is bullshit. Move on. Like, you got to do something. Yeah, we're right back to square one, right? You know what I mean? Where we, where they kind of got mad to begin with. We're right back where we were um, started from. And then we go from this crazy moment to the Marissa and Ryan moment. Um, she is drunk. <laughs> Did she like not, I mean, I guess she didn't really care. I mean, obviously, whenever she starts trying to make out with him, he's like, you know, he then realizes it's not his first person he's been around that has alcohol under their breath. That's for sure. Um, That, to me, was just interesting. Um, But then, of course, you know, he, he knows this path, right? You know what I mean? Like, with his mom, you know what I mean? He kind of brings that up. She kind of gets offended. She's just trying to have a good time. Yeah, she doesn't really understand, like, the parallels. It's, like, not her background. So she doesn't understand the parallels. But then she decides she's just going to leave, and he's like, let me drive. And he's like, she's like, absolutely not. But then she slams into a car, so he naturally takes over the driving. Very, uh, very, very not. Yeah, exactly. And this particular moment, it was just like, oh, I was like, oh, okay, cool. Like, uh, she... (laughs) Can we talk about how she hit the car, right? And then yeah. they just left? Is that is, is I'm that sure they I, talked about it. With the with with the other person is what is that what you're saying? The valet. Yeah. So it, then they leave. Um Ryan's just kind of in the car. 
Um, hang on. I'm lost here. Hang on one second. Yeah. So Ryan's in the car with, hang on, we're not there yet. Yeah, we are. Um, well, Sandy and Caleb making oh, their joint announcement that uh, Caleb has sold the Heights back to the public for a dollar. Yeah, that was, I, and I love how Sandy just put it back on him. He's like, no, you are the joyous man of this. Like, this was your brilliant idea. And it was just a very, very funny moment between the two. Pretty funny. They can, and then he throws them on. He like tries to throw some shade at him. It's like happy Hanukkah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's super funny. Um, now we're back to Marissa and Ryan. She goes to pull the bottle out of her purse to take another swig. Ryan drops the lid. Yes. Ryan's not very happy because he knows open container. He's on probation. They get pulled over. First off, they're underage. Second off, open container. Third off, he's going to jail. Like, no questions asked. And then the cop pulls him over. Um, as this happens, you know, he's freaking out. Um, the officer obviously asks for the information or whatever. He gives it to her. And then on his way back to the car for half a hair, he gets a phone call saying there's something more important on the radar and then just kind of leaves the scene, which... Then leads to a very troubling moment. Um, drinking, oh, his line was, drinking, crying, cops, must be Christmas. Um, it's like really funny because um, previously, Kirsten and Seth were like, I don't know what to say when he says stuff like this. And I'm like, I don't know what to say when he says <laughs> stuff like this. Right, it's such an awkward moment. Um, I, I did think the closing of the door viciously seemed a little much. Um, trying to get it to through her head. Yeah, I mean, I, I I feel like throwing the bottle, like you know, fifty yards away, kind of was that. But I mean, not to say, I mean, I mean, he's visibly frustrated, very, very rightfully so. You know what I mean? He's just, he's not, uh, he's not, he's not in a good place because he sees his mother, right? And you know that entails. Um. Yeah, just poor Ryan, right? This this poor kid can't, you know, he can't catch a break for longer than 15 minutes on this television show. Um, <laughs> can we talk about how he was eating cereal, like eating shredded wheat at the table? And Just dry? Yes. Crazy. Very, but I very, like dry cereal. I mean, so do I. I just, I don't know. I mean, like if there's milk in it, I might eat a couple before, you know, I, you know, do that. Or I might just eat it out of the box or something like that. I don't know. It was just super funny. Um, obviously, Seth has a decision to make. Um, I love whenever he says to Ryan, you know, Marissa's really making life interesting for you. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. He's like, that Marissa. But then um, Seth goes on to say, it's a Christmas miracle because old yeah. Ryan would have gotten in trouble, but this Ryan didn't because of Jesus and Moses. So funny funny guy but then it he tells ryan that he's finally making a decision and yeah. he'll keep him posted and uh then we see seth get double rejected what pretty uh, brutal yeah like so his plan was just to tell both of them he's just gonna be friends with both of them like like that's it's fine that way he didn't actually end up dating one of them like he respected their 
friendships more than the idea of dating them. Yeah. And they were like, hard pass. Take your present back and uh, go back to wherever you came from. Um, I really liked this moment between Caleb and Kirsten. Really dug it. It was sweet. Because Caleb's mad, but also... Then he's straight up proud. Exactly. Like, I'm just going to make a real estate mogul out of you yet. <laughs> it, was, it, was a, it was a very funny moment because it was just like, when, the first, when he first walks in, you expect Caleb just to go crazy. And he doesn't do that, which is also very... It's like he could do all these things he's threatening her with and right. he chooses not to but that just shows you what a big thing it was for kirsten to do but i love that he ends up being nice to her and she's saying maybe there's a present under that tree for you <laughs> i just I, I thought it was it was a very we saw caleb have a little bit of heart there in it in, in in caleb's way you know what i mean like the softy yes the softy you talked about a little bit earlier um the Sandy Ryan daddy moment, very, very sweet, right? Very, 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 very sweet. Um, I love casual Sandy. Graphic sweatshirt, dad jeans, messy hair. He's like, I'm Sanford. Um, exactly. No, and it was like a sweet, earnest moment where he's telling him, like, let Marissa go to therapy on her own. But I just want to say, if he, she had not gone to therapy on her own, then um, one of the worst characters of all time in any show would not have happened. Just saying, Sandy, you're responsible. Um, but he says one of my, my second favorite lines in this episode, where he's like, the selection of a movie is an art. I'm like, that it is, Sandy, that it is. Yes. I love that he's like, that's like my favorite holiday thing. It's like, you're just chilling with your family. You like force them to watch a movie they don't want to watch because you're yep. like the movie person in your family. Just a beautiful, real family tradition. And his movie selections was something else. but It was great. We'll talk about that in a minute. Then they cut to Marissa in therapy. She goes to the waiting room. Um, and someone's already sitting in there and she goes to get up and said person is like, I came to therapy three times before I <laughs> went in and she sits back down and then he like knows all this stuff about her. It's really weird. He's like, you're social chair, right? At Harbor, you're Marissa. I'm like, how do you know all this? Like, relax. He's like, I go, where do you see he say he goes unity? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what it is. Yeah. I watch way too many of these TV shows. <laughs> Because that's definitely a school on Gossip Girl. Um, which, same writer, so who knows? Maybe that's on purpose. It's, it's, that's a possibility. Um, and then he introduces himself. We're speaking about Oliver Trask. The yeah. devil himself. Mm. Satan in the flesh. <laughs> um, but that's kind of all we get from him this episode. Because then it just like cuts to the Cohen house. Sandy comes in with his movies. And in the background, you see Ryan hanging his cute little stocking all happy. Right. It's so precious. So adorable. Happy Ryan is the best part of the show. Oh, absolutely. It, it was a very uh, somber moment because he, he, he's very guarded with his feelings. He's very guarded. He wants to be part of this family, but he's also terrified. You know what I mean? Yeah. He doesn't want to get hurt again. And like Kirsten brought it up earlier. She's like, you think it's weird trying to welcome him? Imagine how weird it is for him trying to build a second family. Well, like, it's not like 
he's in a situation where he's building a second family because his family passed away or something. Like, they're still around. They just are incapable of taking care of him. Exactly. So he still has to have that, like, love for his parents. Yep. But he has to understand, like, they don't love him enough to take care of him. Right. And it's, it's the holidays, which in, you know, holidays. You want to be holidays. felt loved and, like, yeah. But then um, the sweet, innocent moment is brought to a halt because San- Sandy does a Sylvester Stallone impression, and it's <laughs> hilarious. <laughs> it's a, like I literally wrote that down. Like that, that to me was just, it was so good. Like it was just, it was. <laughs> it was hilarious. And then they left the front door open and I was like, what is going on? Like, Wide so open. bizarre. Uh, but then um, the episode ends with a close-up on their Christmas car- Christmaca card, and it's so precious. It I love it, and that's how the episode ends. And it couldn't have been a better Christmaca episode. It was, it was, a, it was a very fantastic episode. I, I love the way it ended. It was just very sweet, very somber. You know what I mean? It, we had a mixed reign of emotions. Obviously, with Al, um, with Oliver entering the picture here. You know what I'm saying? That this would have been a perfect episode had it not set up oliver just yeah (laughs) it was a perfect i hate him so much like i saw him and i was like absolutely not right now (laughs) i'm having ever ever to be honest you know like do you think he's the worst tv villain ever not like worst just like the worst villain he's one of them yeah he's awful yeah i Everyone let us know who you're, like, not even just the OC. Like, Like all time. Yeah. Because I bet you anything, it's always Oliver. I could say strictly not the OC, and you'd be like, Oliver's so horrible, I have to say Oliver. Because he's that terrible. Exactly. He is. And then, like, you're right. You're, like, we're riding this high. We understand Marissa has issues, whatever, blah, blah, blah. But, like. We're a solid 50 minutes into this See, episode. See, okay, this is, this is why Marissa doesn't want to go to therapy because people like Oliver are who you meet in therapy at this time. Yeah. Whereas now, therapy's not stigmatized the way it previously was. But at this saying, particular time, people like Oliver were the people you would meet at therapy. He's not a- Tony Soprano, you'd meet this guy. Just saying. He's just like you're right. Like it really just put a sour taste in your. And I mean, obviously, it's done on purpose, right? You know what I mean. It's totally done on purpose to like remind us this is the OC. It's not a happy-go-lucky show. Yeah, like if it's your first time watching, you you don't understand like the trickle-down effect of who Oliver is. But having don't you worry, folks. (laughs) Don't you worry. That's why I'm not saying specifically what he does. No, but he is not a good human being. Um, not in the slightest. But Um, I will say, um. He does have some problems that accelerate his horribleness, but they're not the reason he's horrible. He is just horrible. Yeah. Thank he, you. Yeah. He's just, yeah. He's Thank just you for my TED, coming to my TED talk <laughs> and all for Trask. <laughs> oh man. That's fantastic. Um, MVP. I went Ryan. Did you? Yeah. I, hmm. um, he opens up a bit. I'm all yeah. for emotional Ryan. Because he is the opposite of me. I cry a lot. I'm like, here are my emotions. Here are my feelings, whether you want them or not. Yeah. And Ryan's very internal. And I like to see him express himself. 
Yeah, very good. Very good. I like it. Who'd you go? Kirsten. What? Are you feeling okay? <laughs> are, are you okay? Do you have a fever? Oh my goodness. Do you have the Rona? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm, no, you're not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. <laughs> I was say, no, you're not. No, you're not. Guys, Ricky needs to go get tested <laughs> immediately. I'm only allowed to joke about this because we're doing this over Zoom, guys. Exactly. If we were yeah. doing this in person, I would have ran the fuck out the room. <laughs> we're like, peace out, Oliver. <laughs> oh my God. Imagine you had said Oliver was the MVP. That was like five words. <laughs> oh, God. Wait, I can't believe you went Kirsten. Wow. Interesting. I went Kirsten. Can you just like talk about how great she is? Is that what you want me to do? Yeah, I'm going to save just that section. So every time you start talking poorly about Kirsten, I'm going to play it over whatever you're saying. So like, <laughs> I'm going to hey. mute your mic and play it. <laughs> so people are I, like, wow, he's really this? passionate about Kirsten. Go, Kiki. Right. Do you remember this, Ricky? And then just play it in the background. <laughs> like, yes, I remember Oh, my God. That. Technically, we could call you Kiki because it's in your name. It. Oh, my God. <laughs> Oh Everyone gosh. only referred to Ricky as Kiki. I thought it's I went time. by Rigby now. <laughs> no, we're changing your at. It's Kiki Valero <laughs> underscore. You're welcome. She she had a great episode. She did. Um, the piece of paper was the big one for me. That's the reason why she's MVP. I feel like she finally uh, didn't hide something from Sandy, which was a beautiful moment for me. Um, and I feel like she had some very nice moments with throughout the episode with everyone um, kind of exactly right with her dad with sandy with seth and then with ryan as well and it was just like a remember and she's like ryan what's your shoe size and he's like yeah. why and she's like no reason <laughs> no reason I, like can i be honest with you like like for me personally like, i would have just like went and found one of his shoes and just she kind of has that like removed gene. Of oh, for sure. I understand. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Like she, she seems like one of those people that gives people like stuff they need for Christmas, not yeah. like stuff they want. Right. Exactly. Yeah. You're getting socks from Kirsten. Kirsten. But I feel like Seth and Sandy like give you something really personal. Like, but yeah. Kirsten's like, because she's very like, um, just like focused on like reality. So she's like, we're going to double up. Christmas is just what you actually need. Not <laughs> Yeah. Whatever you made on your list, that's not what you're getting from me. Like that's. She's like, oh, Target gift card. What about um, a new binder? <laughs> I think you need one of those for school. And guess what? I got you some pencils too. <laughs> Kirsten. Uh, you need fun facts? Yeah. Chrismica was almost called Hanimus. Oh, God. And then they changed it. Thank, Thank God. Thank you, God. Because they actually found out someone else called it that. And they were like, we want ours to be unique. I don't know who calls it that. That's horrible. I'm going to Google that after we get off of there. Who says Hanimus? Terrible. Terrible. Our friend. Or do you have another one? Or you, are you... That was it. Okay. Our friend Jeremy Reif um, said two things. Actually, he, he clarified one of the things for us. Um, obviously Oliver, Tra this is where Oliver Trask, he was on the show, uh, Southland with Benjamin McKenzie. Um, it, oh, is, yeah. Uh, a little fun fact. Um, okay. So 
the term hair in the dog is definitely a boomer term for drinking again while hungover, which is okay. Makes sense. Sounds brutal. <laughs> um, let's see here. Yeah. My second maybe like, yeah. So that's what he gave us. Thank you, Jeremy, for listening. And thank you for commenting on the episode. Yeah. Us. I love it. It's, um, I forgot that they were both not like that. The guy that was Oliver was on Southland. That's hilarious. I, I sent you the picture. I remember getting really upset about it, like, <laughs> when I was watching it. Because I was like, I hate this guy. He's, um, I feel, I don't know the actor's name. I feel really bad. I hate when I do that. But um, he's definitely typecast. Like, I'm going to hate him for all of eternity. Like, oh, no yeah. offense to him. But, I mean, he, that's just how good he is. He, um, like, my husband really always talks about how he always wants to punch Paul Dano. Because he's like, he always plays someone so punchable. Yeah. And I feel really bad the guy that plays Oliver. Like, that's him. Like, I always want to punch him. Handley. What is his name? Taylor Handley. Okay, Taylor Handley. I'm really sorry. You seem like a great actor, but I don't, I mean, how many years ago was it? 17? I want to punch <laughs> you in the face still. Oh, do you think people are mean to him? Like, he's like at brunch or something or oh, getting coffee my- and they're like, fuck you, Oliver. Yeah, I mean, probably like uh, like they the way they treat Joffrey in public, like he literally quit acting because of how people acted or uh, treated him. Like he was in public because they just really thought he was like that evil person. Like it's like calm down, people. Like, but at the same time, it's right. I though. don't know, but I don't know, Oliver. <laughs> there is though, like, there's certain characters that you watch on a TV show that if you hate them that much, like you can't unsee it. Like you can't, like you literally can't unsee that hatred for that person. So, folks, if you're listening and you haven't finished, sounds like you're going to love Oliver. (laughs) Oliver's going to be your best friend. I was trying to see if I I will clarify something for everyone. Oliver will never be an MVP. Man. Natalie might be. Natalie might be, but not Oliver. Mission to make Oliver my MVP. No. (laughs) I'll just play my recording of you saying Kirsten's your MVP. You're never going to let me dis- let this down that I let Kirsten be my MVP, right? Never, oh because it's amazing. I knew as soon as I wrote it down that I was like, yep, I'm in trouble. That's what you get for being a Kirsten here. <laughs> Follow Kenzie on Twitter, at Ken's Venunu. Follow me on Follow Twitter. Follow Ricky <laughs> at Kiki Valero underscore. <laughs> I'm not kidding. I already contacted Twitter at Jack Changed It. He's at Kiki Valero underscore all social media platforms. Instagram, Twitter. Even my Facebook name is now Kiki Valero. At Kiki Valero underscore. Oh, I got nothing else to say, guys. Thanks for tuning in and your continued support of the show. We really do greatly appreciate it. We'll talk to you guys later. Kiki. Oh, it's so funny.